sweet baby. Welcome to Love Life Skills for Leaders, where we heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate every damn day. I'm Candace Harper, relationship coach, licensed and certified hypnotherapist, and Gen X auntie. And I help professional BIPOC plus women become healthy partner magnets and create a love life that loves us back. This is a mature conversation for powerful people who want to have their best love life possible, whether single or coupled. And I'm going to share with you the practical steps for getting aligned with your core values and becoming an energetic space for all that you desire. We want everyone who wants it to have it. So share with your friends and write a review. Don't keep this goodness a secret. Also, make sure to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. Now, you ready to do this? Let's do this. All right, everybody. So today's topic, how and why to give yourself grace. How and why to give yourself grace. So one of the things that a lot of my clients and potential clients often say, one of their favorite phrases is, I'm working on it. I tend to work with women who are already on some sort of transformational journey, wherever that may be. But, you know, they have more that they want to overcome. And they understand that when we want something, the best way to get it is through support, having a coach, having guidance, having leadership. I myself have a coach. I have a couple coaches. You know, I believe in guidance and leadership. So, you know, even on our journey, first of all, you never get it done. You're never so masterful that you don't ever need support. But on our journey, a lot of times we find ourselves, uh, you know, maybe laboring a little bit. And, And I think one of the phrases that I hear the most often is, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. That's something I have to work on. Yeah, I need to work on that. You know, let me go work on that. And so I want to challenge working on it before we start, you know, really launching into this topic, because this is what speaks directly to how we give ourselves grace. Right. So working on it for me, that that uh, inspires images of toiling, trying to fix, resisting, trying to make better, um, you know, sort of efforting towards And that all sounds very reasonable, right? It sounds like that's what we're supposed to be doing. You got to do the work. We even call it the work. And I don't think there's anything wrong with calling it the work because there is a level of work in it. Work in the sense that there's logistical things to move around. There's emotional things to move around. There's uh, actions and processes, definitely. But I think sometimes when we get into that headspace of I'm working on it, It's like this thing where what I'm basically doing is doing what I do, shaming myself about it, being aware that I do it and, you know, trying to put myself on a diet around it. So, you know, this thing that I do where I'm always attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable, I'm working on it. I'm working on this thing. So I'm working on it just means I'm trying to notice how I do it, when I do it, what I'm doing, and then stop myself from doing it. And it's, it's a, a reasonable inclination. It's a reasonable sort of way to, to approach it because that's kind of what we're taught to do. If you want to get something done, you have to work at it. If you want to learn something, you have to work at it. But I want to challenge this idea of, you know, how transformation works and how when we want to have shifts in our lives, you know, what really does grow us, what really does evolve us. And I can tell you that Making ourselves wrong, making ourselves feel like we are filling, trying to fill up an empty cup, 
trying to fight against a behavior that we we know to do from our subconscious. Those things don't work. Those things keep us stuck in talking about working on it. Those things don't advance us. And the reason that they don't is because there's no grace in that mentality of I'm working on it. I need to improve and I'm working on it. Right? That all comes from this this place of ego, this place of self-judgment, this place of I'm not enough. And so I've got to toil and do this work. And, you know, th- that's what it's all about. So I want to introduce a, a totally different concept, something that hopefully, and I talk to my clients about this, will give you release from this idea that there's anything to work on. Now, what there is is a gentle, loving practicing of something new, right? There is an understanding that what I used to do, my old habits, my old ways of being, I might have been doing for a very long time. And so I'm not a light switch. So I'm not going to immediately shut off and be able to switch to some new behavior. It's like how we we treat ourselves when we go on crash diets or, um, you know, decide we want to work out. Or, you know, anything where it's like all of a sudden I'm just going to switch and do something completely different. We find ourselves working on it, working on it, and then we run out of steam. The idea with shifting and transformation and evolving our lives and having something different, creating something different in our lives, it actually requires quite the opposite of what we are taught. We're taught to be perfectionistic, expect to, you know, hit a certain goal, raise, raise the bar. We're supposed, we're supposed to please others when we're younger. And then we therefore learn that, you know, there's some sort of level you have to get to that you have to meet in order to be deserving of, you know, ultimately I always say love, even though a lot of people won't always frame it that way, but that's all our, our, as humans, that's our only intention anyway. At the base of everything is the desire for love the desire for love you know and everything that falls under the category of love so comfort ease abundance uh acceptance affection you know that's what we're all in a in a big race for right that's what we we feel we're working towards and that working towards is exactly what keeps us from it what has us have it that ability to generate it when we want love which is always because we're human beings It's the ability to generate love that has us have it. Now, wait a minute, Candace. Why do we bother dating? Why do we even have family members? Isn't that what everyone else's job is? Aren't they supposed to love me? Aren't they supposed to be giving me the love? Aren't I supposed to be relaxed and sitting back and waiting for it or doing all of the things that I should be doing that makes me good enough for their love? Aren't I supposed to be achieving things in my life so that they'll look at me, that, so that my daughter will look up at me and be proud? Aren't I supposed to be the best possible wife on the block so that my husband will will be proud and love me and accept me? Aren't I supposed to go to all the right schools and have the career that my parents want for me? Aren't I supposed to make the amount of money that society expects me to make and live in the neighborhood where society expects me to live? Isn't that the whole point? Isn't that how you get love? 100% no. You know how I know that? Because I myself have done things in my life that were under the guise of, you know, oh, I just want to have an education. Oh, I just want to achieve this thing in my career. Our motive is always to be loved as human beings at the base of all of it. And so all of these trappings and things that we fight for, work for, you know, work towards these goals that we set, they're great because they're the tools to play the game. It's like if, if life were a big playground, that's the ball, 
that you know climbing up the career ladder that's the monkey bars like it's all great and it's fun but the ultimate goal is to have a good time and and have love and enjoy that's what you go to the playground to play for that's what we're here on this earth for now i know there's a lot of people that suffer so i'm not taking away from the suffrage of life and that that is a, a, of existence but our point the reason that we're here even though we fucked it up in many ways with war and politics and um, selfishness and hatred, racism. There's a lot of things that fuck up. You know, it's just like bullies on the playground. There's a lot of things that fuck up our ability to just have a pure good time and just be in unconditional and have fun and love it. A lot of things that fuck that up. Falling, falling off the monkey bar, scraping your knee. Hopefully you're staying with my metaphor here. The whole idea is that you know, all those things are just trappings. We don't need those things in order to generate love, feel love, you know, uh, exchange love and connect with each other. Those things aren't necessary. Those are the toys on our playground, right? And if you ever watch kids on a playground where there's not toys, where there's not things, they just get inventive, they get imaginative, they get creative and they make it up. That's because that's why we're here. That's what we're here to do as human beings. If there's not something to play with, we make it up. If there's not something to set the stakes higher so that we can play around with love and interaction and connection and do the, that thing, because that's what we love to do, to, to be loved and accepted, to engage with each other. When those things aren't in existence for kids, they make it up. And we are kids on this earth. And what that's what we do. We make it up. But as adults... We obviously have the means to build things and, you know, have careers and put things in the way. That was sort of a tangent, but not fully a tangent because it all goes back to giving yourself grace. And so before like a year or so ago and, you know, for the years leading up to that, it was love yourself, love yourself. Giving yourself grace is basically saying the same thing. So how does one do that? When we have been conditioned to think that we have to work for everything and that even our evolution, our transformation, our acceptance is work, how does one start to understand how to give themselves grace? Well, I'm going to give you three possible ways to do that. The first is to focus more on our progress than our lack of mastery. So when it comes to this growth journey, how we improve our improve, I'm putting in quotations, or how we evolve ourselves, I should say. Books that we read, the exercises. You know, when I work with my clients, I give them actual exercises to do, right? Exercise, that even sounds like work, right? But it's activities, it's assignments, whatever word you want to put on it. It's things for engagement. It's things for connection, things that cause engagement and connection and things that will cause you to get present to how much love you can generate, right? That's the whole purpose of doing these things so that we can get aware because when you're in that doing mind, we need something to take us out of that doing mind so that we can understand that, that everything that we want, we can generate as far as the feeling of love, that feeling of acceptance. So focus more on your progress when it comes to anything you endeavor. Give yourself a pat on the back. It's okay. Be able to acknowledge, okay, so I wanted to, you know, get elected mayor in the town where I live. And I didn't get elected, but I got, you know, just a little less than half the votes. And so I did get people on board with what I was talking about. I did move people. I did make a difference with some people. I want to build a, a philanthropic foundation where I feed people every day. 
So I haven't fully built the foundation and I may have had some failures along the way because I don't know how to get a 501c together and I didn't, you know, get the property that I was hoping that I was going to get. But what I was able to do is get a lot of partnerships together. I was able to get people on board with what I'm trying to do and grow it into some sort of structure. And I have people that want to volunteer. And so I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that I am making progress in my life when it comes to my relationships. So there was a time when I would pick people that just weren't good for me. I would pick people that were emotionally available. But I've been working with Coach Candace, and now I understand that I don't have to do that. All I have to do is stand in alignment with my core values and attract who aligns with my core values and allow myself to attract who aligns with my core values and trust that be in a trusting space. And so now I know how to do that. And so I give myself acknowledgement for the progress that I'm making rather than the opposite, which is, well, I don't really have what I want. It didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. I'm not changing as fast as I would like to. You know, I have a client, she, you know, gets in touch with me every now and then and we'll we'll do a re-up because there's still leftover story within her that I'm the bad luck girl because that that perfect love that I imagine has not manifested. And I feel like that perfect love for her has manifested probably many times over. But in that story of I'm bad luck girl, that I'm bad luck girl, you know, finally we had to like hash it out a little bit. I had to say to her, look, if that's the limitation you want to keep believing in, have it. I'm not going to fight you for it. That what that had her do was turn it around and say, you know what, but I have made progress because I am not just, you know, hoping, waiting and and uh, settling for things that don't align with what it is that I want. I'm focusing on my own personal alignment. I'm focusing on bringing myself joy. It's showing up in other areas of my life. And I have made progress. And that's where you want to put your focus on because what you focus on will grow. But that's how you give yourself grace. Like, I'm doing this. I'm not just working on it. Things are changing. I'm evolving. Like, this is happening. It's happening. I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm evolutionary. And when I look at my old life, I don't even recognize who that girl was. Right? And I allow that. And as long as I'm allowing that and noticing that and appreciating that, acknowledging that and not being so hard on myself, I'm giving myself grace. Another way to give yourself grace celebrate when you reach those high bars that you set for yourself before you raise them up again, because it is natural human nature to say, I want this or I want that. You know, I want to get a law degree. So that's a bar that you set, right? So to speak, you set that bar and then, you know, you you reach that bar. Some people reach it, some people don't. But let's say you reach that bar. And so now I got a law degree. Now, I, you know, whatever comes after that, I don't know. Now I got to be a partner in a practice. Now I got to be a judge. Now I got to be whatever, you know, comes after that. If my focus is always on the next and I'm not willing to be present in the moment of the now where I say I actually achieved what I wanted to achieve here and I celebrate myself for that. Not just that sort of like fakey pride where it's like, oh, look at me, look at what I got. It's that, you know what, I can take a breather or I can give myself a break. I can treat myself a little bit. I am good enough with or without it. But now that I have it, right, I can expand. I can sit back. I can enjoy a little bit. I can revel in it a little bit. I can be real present with myself about what what is going to be next without pressuring myself. I can bask. I can bask in the joy of my accomplishment. 
right? How often do we let ourselves bask in the joy of an accomplishment? That is giving yourself grace. And then the third one is forgive yourself for the choices you made when you didn't know what you know now. So often when I'm talking to clients, they're very apologetic about the things they've done in the past. The first thing that we do when we start working together is what I call the relationship inventory. So we go back through all the old relationships. And I had a client the other night who, you know, just had a lot of story about being the good girl, you know, uh, was raised very Christian and, you know, because I don't have sex with a lot of people. So anyone that she had been in a relationship with, there was a lot of shame around, you know, oh, you know, and I don't want anybody who wants to be sexual right away. And, you know, sex is this big, shameful, sinful thing. And so, you know, when, and I was raised that way, way too. I was raised in a very Christian home where sex was a very shameful, sinful thing. And, you know, you wanted to be chaste and virginity is valued. And I've done a whole show about that. You got to go back and find it about how that fucks with your head. The idea that you're only valuable if you haven't been penetrated. But, you know, things like that. It's like when you are in that mindset of feeling like your value is in whether you have had physical interactions with others. And that's not to say that it's not important to be discerning about who you allow into your body. But when your mindset is that you decrease in value based on who you've been with or your body count or, you know, whatever. And I know a lot of people have this mindset. I know a lot of people will disagree with me because it's that old patriarchal colonized mind that if you're a woman who's had sex with a number of people, you are somehow degraded or used or of lesser value as a human being, which is all bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But when you have that mindset, it's very easy to walk in shame, shame of yourself for the choices that you made previously, thinking that you devalued yourself, that you have degraded yourself, that you are are less than somehow. And so to give yourself grace around that, you have to be willing to forgive yourself for those choices that went against what you felt would have been in alignment with you at the time. Right. Whether you have an understanding now, hopefully you have the understanding that, you know, while I don't condone being careless with yourself, I also don't believe that your number of of people that you've had sex with degrades your humanity, degrades who you are as a human being or your quality, even in a relationship. I don't believe in that. I believe that that's bullshit and it goes against science. Right. So. You know, but if you have a mindset that it does degrade you at that time, you were you had a level of shame. Right. And so what you know, if what you know now is that there's no reason to be shameful about it, you want to be able to forgive yourself for not only shaming yourself, but also feeling as though, you know, that was the paradigm that you had to have around yourself and your body and your humanity. Right. You want to forgive yourself for those things. Because when we stay in that place of shame and, you know, resentment and regret, regret about the choices that we made, that expectation that we should have known better, it's like you're in a fight with reality. It's futile to be in that fight. Like having been in a relationship with someone who didn't treat you well, and I look back on it with regret, and I'm shaming myself, and I haven't forgiven myself for how I participated in that relationship not working out. So I can't be in a fight with that reality because I did what I knew to do at the time. And what I knew to do at the time may not have been a workable thing 
Or it may have been exactly what I should have been doing because the relationship wasn't supposed to work out. But either way, if I'm sitting in the now and I'm looking back on it, I was wrong. What's wrong with me? You know, I'm giving myself a hard time. I'm afraid to move forward with new people. I'm afraid to open up because I'm not giving myself the grace of saying you did what you knew to do at the time. And even if you in your mind knew better and your body did something else, there was something in your subconscious that made that okay for whatever reason. Usually it's a trauma or a pain, something from the past. But that willingness to say, I forgive myself for not knowing what to do back then. I forgive myself because what I dealt with, because I didn't know, is something that had me inspired to grow. It's something that taught me a lesson, something that gave me some more evolution. And so I alchemize it. Because as long as I'm shaming myself for it and not wanting to forgive myself for it and wanting to have made it a bad thing, then that's how I'm operating as this degraded person who did the wrong thing, made all the wrong choices. And it doesn't just have to be around sex and love. It could be around a lot of things. I made a lot of money choices that were unworkable in my youth. And I always talk about that I'm making up for now. But if I wasn't able to forgive myself for those choices that I made, if I wasn't able to say, you know what, Candace, you did what you knew to do at the time. And even if you consciously thought you knew better subconsciously there was something that said no this is going to help you survive because that's all we're trying to do is survive and get love that's all we're trying to do right so giving yourself grace means saying i forgive you i forgive myself i forgive myself for the choices that i made when i didn't when when i didn't know what i know now and that's it. I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of other ways to give yourself grace. A lot of times I think people think that giving yourself grace just means, you know, the external things. Like I always say, self-care is more than many petties. But it's really allowing yourself to be human. It's generating love and acceptance for yourself. It's being unconditional. That's what giving yourself grace is. We're just calling loving yourself something different. Patience with yourself. Not being so insistent that you have to get it right and have it now. I know we live in an instant gratification kind of society, but it's those good, those good things take time, right? Those worthwhile, valuable, worthy things like mastering an instrument or learning a new skill or, you know, changing your body. Those sustainable uh, things, they take time. They take time and that's all there is to it. You know, that instant gratification, it has to happen now. I need to be better now. I got to change it. I got to fix it. I'm working on myself. You know, all of that stuff is the antithesis to exactly what you want to experience, which is love and peace and joy and all those things, right? So give yourself grace. Give yourself grace, my sweetheart. And that's it. That's it for that topic. I just wanted to drop that on y'all. So I got a couple other things that I want to talk about. You know, I have my healthy, wealthy hypnosis flow, my hypnotherapy for groups. And you can sign up for that at any time if you go to bit.ly forward slash healthy, wealthy flow. And that is to help uh, BIPOC plus women become an energetic space for financial abundance. We do a hypnotherapy and you get a healing recording. You walk away with a healing recording to listen to for 21 days to drive it home. And then I am involved with a new project. It's called the Home Project. 
And so let me get the information on that for you because I want to talk about it a little bit. So we want to talk about black women's journeys to peace, stability and the power of knowing we will have a roof over our head. Do you want to be involved in a community project that will make a difference for homeless young people? Get your story out there and possibly bring you a profit. Well, if you are a BIPOC plus woman with a pivotal life story that has everything to do with your experience of home and you are happy to tell it, you are in the right place. So when I say experience of home, I mean, we're talking about homelessness all the way to building my dream luxury home. There's no story that's that's not worthy here. If you, you know so much revolves around our experience of home and you know what it's like to be a woman of color in anywhere in this in this world and what that means as far as where we live how we live what that looks like you know who we marry dictates where we live and what our living experiences have been i know for me in 2017 um you know i was evicted unofficially thank goodness it didn't end up on the books but you know, there was a lot of trauma around that. And I had to learn a lot about the choices that I was making that had me get to that particular end, get to that particular situation. But there's a whole story around that. And I'm actually going to be submitting my own story into this project. So it says we're looking for storytellers, comedians, or people who just aren't afraid to be super honest about their trials, tribulations, and triumphs when it comes to creating a home for themselves. No story is too insignificant or too traumatic for us to include it. The ultimate goal is to unite in community and help others who are struggling with finding stability, comfort, and safety in their living situation. There's nothing like shared experiences to inspire and motivate others to keep moving forward and make room for their best or for their blessings and breakthroughs. So share your story. And then it gives you the requirements. So you can read up on the requirements. And it's a whole application. If you're interested in doing this, email me, Candice at CandiceHarperLoveCoach.com, and I will send you this link so that you may apply and submit your story. I think this is going to be a really fantastic project. And I want you to be involved because you're my loves and my listeners. Anyway, that is it for this week. I love you so much. Please, please, please have a fantastic week. And, you know, hit me up if you want to talk about what it means to learn how to support yourself, be be a loving, nurturing self parent to yourself, because that's what it comes down to and learn how to give yourself grace. Then hit me up. I can help you with that. Let's sit down, have a consultation. Let's talk about what's possible. All right, my sweet love. That's it for now. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Candy Love Coach and Candace Harper Love Coach on YouTube. Until next time, keep being unapologetically lovable and give yourself grace. I love you so much. Bye, my sweetheart. Mwah, mwah, mwah.